Welcome to episode 43 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. You had to look that number up, didn't you? I don't know where the hell we are number anymore. One. I'm Paul Robinson. I'm another host. Do you know what number we were on? I did, because I started the program to record us. So you cheated. Well, yeah, but okay. I knew because... You che- because you cheated. No, it's not cheating. Because you no, cheated. No, it's not cheating. It is cheating. What are we talking about today? We're talking about what a che- effing cheater you are. That'll be a long podcast. Oh, no. I just... My voice did like this vocal fry thing. Oh, my God. I'm going to start talking no. like this in all our episodes. Oh, my God. Perry, since uh, oh my like, God. this doesn't really bother you anyway, you said like you're fine with it. I'm just going to talk like this from now on. Herobus. But then I'm going to add like an upward inflection. Just upward a little bit. Just in case. So it's like, I don't even really know if that's the point I want to make, but I think it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I can't even do that long yeah, enough yeah, yeah. for a joke because I want to punch myself in the throat. Yeah. In the throat. In the throat. How are you? How are you? Well, pie coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Pie's coming. Um, we just came back from the gym. The so gym. we're all zazzed up. Yeah. We're, we're about zazzed. to crash. Yeah, we're getting we're getting the podcast in so that we can just sleep for the rest of the day. Yeah, because we, we, cause we're picking heavy things up and putting them down. <laughs> We've used our resources for the week. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, I moved consecutively for thirty I straight the, minutes. I was at the gym for like thirty minutes and like I haven't gained any muscle. And you still have chicken arms. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know why people go to that place. Socialization. I yeah, guess. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Got to get in filmmaker shape, running around with that. I should go down the treadmill with my camera. My lower back hurts because I was having to hold a boom mic for all of, I think, maybe 25 minutes total, yeah. if even that. And my lower back hurts. And yeah. I'm not going to say that I'll I understand why um, some um, mm. sound engineers and boom pole operators charge as much as they do because yeah. some of them are like, really, though? Yeah, but, but the, I, I get the charge. But it's it, a lot sure. of work. It's very yeah, oh, yeah. It's very um. There's a lot of moose glaze that you have to use mm-hmm. that you don't even know you have until someone's not even close to being done with a point that they're making, and you're shaking. Your spine is starting to shake, and then it's starting to just sort of drift outwards yeah. into all your other Great. muscles. So, so when I go to edit it, I'm going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hear internal shaking. Yeah. You're gonna be able to hear my vertebrae just going like. Fuck, 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 fuck. So why, 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 pray tell? Were you holding a boom mic for fun? Oh, okay. like why else would you hold? Because uh, okay, gotcha. you're a boom operator every single time. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. No, seriously. No, seriously. Why I was you doing it for fun. No. Why should I have been doing it? I don't know. Oh. I thought there was a reason that you were holding nope. the boom mic. No, no particular reason. No reason. It's just what I do. Yeah. yeah tra- your training. A typical Saturday, as one does. Yeah. Just hold a boom pole. What were you doing yesterday? Nothing. I'll say. Yeah. Very little. <laughs> I was forgetting the same questions over and over and over again. Yeah. You know. So we had a um, a powwow. Yeah, of sorts. Of sorts with our upcoming cast. Yep. We had invited them all over to shoot some things, which you'll see, right? I guess we're supposed to You'll like, see. You'll see. <laughs> um, so we got all the cast together, which was great. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, anytime you're going into a production of any sort, one of your concerns is that everybody gets along, right? You want to have a yeah. nice, fun set and, you know... Easy. You want to get a lot of work done, but you also want it to be easy going. So, you know, we figured we'd have everybody together and see how everybody clicked and everybody seemed to get along. So that was good. Yeah. They all have, uh, we all have uh, 
incredibly inappropriate yeah. dark humor. We're all giant five-year-olds, which is great. Sadistic, almost. Yeah. Giant five-year-olds. Yes. Yep. Which is, that's, you know. That's what you do when you get together with people you don't know. Yeah. You make inappropriate jokes to see how, you just, you push the envelope from yeah. the fucking get-go. Yeah, no, this is, this is where I'm we gonna are. I'm going to throw out the worst comment that I could make and or offensive joke. Yeah. And I'm going to just, I'm going to test this room and, uh, you see know. See how it flies. It either works or it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> we could always count on Ryan Katzer. Yeah. To, uh, to come up with the crudest, most hilarious jokes. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. that's a nice, yeah. like, I have a room. I need to feel out a room. Put Ryan in the middle of it. If he was a it. professional wrestler, wrestler, he'd be the icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan the icebreaker Kotzer. Yeah. Uh, Ryan inappropriate joke maker Kotzer. <laughs> uh, but always at the best time. Yeah, he's got he's got great timing. Yeah. He doesn't just fly into a room and say inappropriate things. Nope. You could see him just kind of sitting feeling it out for a second yeah. then he's like I'm going in. He going to do it. it right he just us. ninjas right through it and everybody Like did he actually just say what I think he said? He told he told a joke that um I'm not going to repeat because, you know, someone might get offended. Yeah. All those snowflakes out there. All the snowflakes, I guess, uh, I- ironically. Yeah. Uh, There's so, irony so, in that So you know, you know who, to whom the joke is geared towards, uh, a specific person. Yeah. And uh, he told this joke, but he kind, he kind of came out in the middle of nowhere. Like we were talking about something else, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan just flies in with yeah. this joke to the point that the whole room went silent, not because we were shocked but because we were like wait what yeah and then he said the joke again and there was more silence because it like it took all of us a second because the punchline was so wonderfully vulgar that it was like you had to think about it oh my god is yeah that is what that is exactly what it sounds like and then we all started laughing and and then some people started like actually writing it on their notes in their phone so they could remember it yeah so so it was, a, it was a fun fun day yeah fun day so everybody got along which was probably the most important thing to me yeah. i don't know what i would have done if someone didn't get along with somebody else though i think it's you know like, like what do you do in that yeah you can situation. tell thing that's what's so important about meeting people in auditions you can kind of get a sense of a little bit of a sense of their personality and um, so you know when we cast a film like most people i'm sure have the same kind of mentality we want to make sure that i mean obviously they're talented right they we wouldn't even be auditioning them if we didn't feel that they fit the role in some way yeah uh but then once we get them in the room we want to make sure that their personality is going to click especially on this shoot because you know we're going to be locked in a uh a haunted house probably mm. uh we're for, not locked in the house first of all <laughs> i don't you know, know what, what kind I mean. of film you're making yeah. but... well they don't uh, the, the, do they not know that part yet yeah but we're going to be in the middle of nowhere anyway yeah with these people we're going to be in the middle of nowhere if somebody's a square you know i don't have to deal with that it's bad enough they're going to have to deal with my snoring. It's bad enough I'm going to have to deal with your snoring. At least they can close their door. Yeah, yeah. I can't close my face. Yeah, it's not that bad. You're just a very light sleeper. No, I am a light <laughs> sleeper and you are painfully obnoxious in your sleep. So yeah. there's the ninja. I can't even not be obnoxious when I'm unconscious. No, you can't. Yeah. There's the the ninja aspect of, of sharing a bed with you and the noise. Yeah. It's going to be fine, though. Don't want to scare them off. No, they're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to be a complete wreck. I don't know how I'm going to function during this I'm shoot. I have to sleep in the meditation room you're, on I an don't, inflatable bed. You, I don't know where you're going to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably going to wind up in the car. If you hear the door open in the middle of the night, I'm just going to be like, screw this. I'm Go sleeping the in the Hyundai. <laughs> like, I'm sleeping in the backseat yeah. of a Hyundai. That's better than, than having to hear this. I, I can't. 
Mm. I'm a very particular sleeper. Yeah. But anyway, we we did the interviews um, and we found a location. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to jinx it because it, it just seemed too easy, I guess. I was looking for a location for the launch party for the crowdfunding mm. page mm-hmm. and we were running into a lot of issues, which you will, you kind of have to factor in. If you have, uh, if you know somebody who owns a bar or something like that, that would let you do a party there, yeah, that's a great. public venue of some sort. Yeah, if it, you know, that's great you, you, and, and, and you're set. But for people like us who are A, antisocial, mm. so we don't know a lot of people, we could probably have more connections, but we don't. Yeah. Um, and uh, B, we don't have a lot of money anyway, even if we couldn't find the right connection. So the, the, the catch 22 there was, well, we can get, we, there were plenty of locations we could do this this event at that we can hold it at but it was going to cost anywhere between like three to five hundred dollars a little over and if we don't make a bunch of money then we've just lost three to five hundred dollars that could have gone into right. our film trying to get money to Ironically, put into the film yeah, <laughs> so, dump money into trying to make money into trying to make money. money so it just unless you know for a fact if somebody says hey i have this great location there's going to be probably close to two or three hundred people there mm-hmm. i mean you're bound to make at least make your money back at yeah. the very least yeah we don't have that kind of location so this is a smaller place it's uh it's called the local, the local. in long island city yep in New York and not far from where I grew up and but this place wasn't there when I grew up and uh, I reached nothing out is. nothing that's okay. there was there when I grew up <laughs> like 80% of what's in Long Island City, is there, what is this? This was never here this before. This was never here before. Um, Wait, and, why is Google taking you over? Wait, what? <laughs> um, I had reached out and I didn't hear back right away, but then I also lost track of a lot of places that I reached out sure. to. And so then they, they reached, I think the guy's name was Derek, mm-hmm. reached back to me. Like and, the Yorkie Gervais show? Yes. Okay. But I think he has... He spelled it different. Anyway, yeah. um, he was like, "Yeah, you can you can do that here. We don't charge." And I was like, "I'm going to read this again because clearly I'm, I I misunderstood what he was saying and mm-hmm. what he meant to say was we so charge and he so doesn't charge. Right. So, so we so charge. <laughs> we so charge <laughs> and." Yeah, there, I guess there's like kind of like a space there that mm-hmm. you can do, ha- hold an event or something. There's a projector, which would be nice so that we can show the trailer. And so if you're local, Whoa, go to the local, what? see what I did there what? in Long Island City on June 8th. I yep. think we're doing four to seven mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, but yeah. We'll be we'll be obnoxiously blasting that out once we get closer. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's a good kind of event to hold because, you know, you can hopefully draw in people to come there. And if people are going out and they're going to drop, you know, I don't even know how much a beer costs because I don't drink, you know, but if they're going to drop $10 well, a, on beer. It's a hostel. It's like. It's not like a place. It's a No, hostel. but what I'm saying is the mentality of going out somewhere. Oh, yeah. And, Especially know, in the city. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, it'll be a good, good turnout. It would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a couple people that said they'd go. Yep. Surprisingly. Yep. We're like, oh, really? You're going to go? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be awaiting uh, the correspondence like two days prior when you're like, you know what? I can't go. I knew it. Yeah. I knew that. So we went from like 25 to three. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it always happens. That, <laughs> that way. always happens. But Not this op- optimism, optimism. Yeah. Everybody will be there. Woo-hoo-hoo. And it'll be the greatest ever. It'll be the greatest ever. And we're going to make like at least $1,000 that day alone. Yeah, right? Buddy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So 
Yeah. So um, why don't we talk a bit about our interviews yesterday, get into mm-hmm. that a bit more. Yeah. So, um, oh man, where to start? We thought uh, having the, you know, introducing each of the cast members. Don't say you know. I, I see. I paused because I didn't want to say you know. <laughs> introducing each of the cast members is important because, you know, it, oh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should do like a a drinking game. Yeah. Okay, if you're listening, if you're listening to this episode, yeah. uh, I don't care or if you're driving, episode, whatever, really. it doesn't matter. Drink and drive. No, I'm just kidding. I kid. Don't drink and drive. Um, but listen, re-listen to this episode. If you're gonna drink and drive, be a man and drink bourbon. Is that how it goes? Something like that. No. I don't even know what you're talking no. about. Okay. That's a thing. That's a saying. It is now. Back that saying. Anyway, um, listen to. You're gonna have to drink every time I say um, mm. and every time Paul says you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you should be blasted 15 seconds in yeah. to the uh, to the episode, um, as I just um, said, into the to, um, um, episode. episode. <laughs> so, well, yes. so we just wanted to introduce everybody. Yes, we wanted to introduce everybody and just kind of build out the relationship that we have with our, you know, su- hopefully f- uh, future supporters so they know exactly what's going on and who's involved. And but we also wanted to what they're like sort of get a take, everyone's take on yes. the film and how they felt about it. We did not, I, I sent everybody the questions, but we didn't get any of their answers prior. Their answers were the answers that they gave us on film. We mm. didn't know what they were going to say. Yep. So Sometimes it was, it was interesting. At their peril. The one, <laughs> <laughs> think of one word, yeah. <laughs> Kieran. Um, um, see, I did it again. So we just wanted to get people's feel of mm-hmm. it, the the cast's feel and what they were looking forward to. Almost everybody was looking forward to the location of the house. Yeah. It'd be yeah, kind yeah, of interesting if we, fine, we lost the location, right? And yeah. then we reach out to them. We go, listen, we're not filming in that cool place. We're actually just filming at our house. And they're like, I'm busy. I'm out. I'm out. And I could say, you know what? You're under contract. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, have to so do we, this. Yeah, we, and they'll we, say, you know what? That contract says that we're filming in Napanock. Yeah. <laughs> so it is void. Yeah. Please don't leave us. Yeah. So that uh, that seems to be what people are most looking forward to. And I think that's, and I'm cool with that because I think the house has so much character that it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, it's it's I don't, almost its own kind of, you know, I hate when people say like, oh, New York's the, the like a character in the movie itself. I always feel like for some reason, I feel like that's always just like a weird answer. But I feel like it probably is the case here because this house is so like, it just embodies what we're trying to portray so well. The, well. the idea is that whatever goes down in the story, which you'd have to wait to see the film to mm-hmm. know, has happened before with right. other people in right. this house. Right. So there's a lot of history, history there. And yeah, yeah. just want it to feel lived in and you want it to feel, you know, there's still a lot of production design we have to do, but I think we're already there's not even the game. Produ- there's not even much set, like there is no set design. The house is set design. Yeah. It's the, it speaks for itself. Yeah. Really. We'll tweak stuff for lighting and stuff purposes, but like yeah. for the most part, it's, yeah, it's moving ready, right? Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that it's it's safe to say that's what people are most looking forward to mm-hmm. as, as far as the shoot. Yeah. Nobody was like, you know, you know why I'm doing this? Because this story right. was amazing. Right. It was it's just so well written right. that I and wanted you guys to be just in this. Like you have your shit together, like I just no wanted to be business. in this film and yeah. I knew that it was gonna be a huge success. Everybody yeah. was like, The house is cool. Yeah. The house is it haunted? <laughs> is it haunted? It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. And then a piece of me died and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Yeah. And then I got over it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I never expected anybody to say that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think I, we should do like a parody of that. It's like this, like, um, like a, an overly confident writer who mm-hmm. thinks that they're all going to be in it for the story. And they're in it for the, and they're in the, it for just some, the farmhouse. for something else. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not going to lie. Part of me is in it for the farmhouse, so I can't blame anyone else. It's great, else. yeah. It's a really good, Maybe it's we'll a really nice We'll just never property. leave. Because, you know, no, we are we have squatter's rights. Isn't that how it works? We'll just stay here forever. I guess. That's going to yeah. that's gonna be a rough winter, man. Yeah. That, that house isn't really insulated for, for that. Yeah. Well, well, I think they go in the winter, but it's a lot. you need a lot of firewood, I a think. A lot of firewood, yeah. But yeah, it's. It, I think it's a great location. I'm very excited to shoot there. We're going up in May, obviously, to shoot some stuff. Uh, the trailer. Yep. Teaser for the, not for the yeah, film, the but teaser. for the crowdfunding. Yeah. Well, a teaser for the film as well. It's a teaser. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so, technically, but it's not a teaser of the film from the film. I like making trailers more than films sometimes. Oh, well, that's great, because we're about to go make a film for a lot of money. <laughs> I just like making trailers. I just yeah. think they're fun. Yeah. Well, they say that that's a, an interesting editing, t- or actually, who was it? Um, uh, uh, who uh, Rebel Without a Crew guy? Uh, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> I couldn't think of his first name. I got Rodriguez. but So he always says, he used to say, I don't know if he still does it, but when he would make a film, he'd cut the trailer first. So that way, if he's editing the film and he's like getting like, you know, just feeling Do dra- people drained not cut the it. trailer first? I always I, thought that was... I haven't always cut the trailer first. Before editing? Yeah. Sure you have. No, not always. The gaffer, I didn't. But we've always had, well, that's maybe the one film you didn't because yeah. we couldn't really make a trailer for the gaffer because it would give too much away. We had to do a well, teaser. Yeah, I'm just saying, I always have. But the point is, is that once you're, if you're in the middle of editing this and you're feeling drained by it, you can always go back to the trailer. You cut a really good trailer and then it can get you We've excited. always had trailers to our work before we finished anything. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I feel I like remember. why wouldn't you do that? But it's a good technique, I think. It, because I think it, it pieces. Works well. every, I mean, you're 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 sort of building that story through the trailer. Mm-hmm. I could sit down and watch trailers for like five hours straight and yeah, not even great. watch the movies. And especially there's an art to them. There it's is, great. but there's an art to not giving everything away, which seems to be a lost art nowadays. Yeah. You watch a trailer and and okay, seen I've it. seen that entire film right now. You've given pretty much every jump scare that's going to be in yeah. there. I'm looking for that now. I'm looking for that particular one that you put in there. Mm-hmm. So when I see them wearing that outfit in that room i know what's coming thanks for ruining it yeah or they don't put that in the film at all yeah so they pull you in with this amazing scene that you're searching for and searching for and then the end credits come on and you're like what or in the case of some films, Heredity, where they give you a, a shot in the trailer, <laughs> a shot in the trailer, which now once you start watching the film, it gives away the film because the, you know that this person is, yeah, is you know bad or good or whatever. So it's 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 really tough to get people interested in something without giving too much away. That's how I feel about pretty much all the Marvel and well, DC trailers, where honestly, they, they, where it's they just... purposely misdirect you, so you can yeah. never trust what's because, in there because they were giving so much away that people were. They already knew what was going on. So then they had to kind of like loop around to now becoming like super secretive about what's going on and actually uh, detracting from the actual story to fool you. From from their perspective, it's a great tool, right? Because then they're building the suspense and it's like, wait, so if this person's doing this, are they really there? Are they really not there? So it gets you talking about it. Um, It gets you, keeps you guessing. And then you get to show more because they don't know what context is in. It's a pretty, I mean, it wouldn't work for every film, but those types of films it works well for because you still get to show some stuff and you're still not giving much away because you don't know what's happening. I'm going to say something that's really mean. Oh boy. And I'm not trying to be mean. I mm-hmm. just think it's uh-huh. I just think that the reason why they have to there there's so much tomfoolery and trickery in those types of trailers is because there's not nearly enough substance to the story. Well, at that point could be argued for sure. Like there's uh, not those, enough those films have to have mass story. appeal, right? So you can't have a complex story right. if you want mass there's appeal. There's not enough story to those types of movies to really cut an, an intellectually um 
submersive kind of trailer. Mm -hmm. You can't really submerse yourself in those trailers because there's not, there's no time for stories. It's always like explosion, explosion, trickery, flying, explosion, explosion. (laughs) They wreck an entire fucking city. Absolutely no regard for the taxpayers yep. in the in the city that they live in the and or town, built, the construction crew, building budgets those. out th- right out the window. They don't care. That, so, we got it now. They were, essentially. So what you're saying is superheroes are the reason that our taxes are going to be raised. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much it costs to repair a skyscraper? I know. Well, they, you know, they should no, try you know, smashing 15 of those. They should have, they should pay for that. They should they pay should for that. Like out of a taxpayer thing. Iron Man has yeah, a lot yeah, of money. Thanks for saving the world and all, but seriously, this you building, trash the entire city. You need to You've trash destroyed like like nine square miles of city. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, but back to my point. I I mean that in the nicest of ways. It's just the, those aren't films that you go to for a whole lot of literary substance. No, and I don't think so, that, that they think they are either. I think there's a lot of people that think they are. I no, I don't think the some f- people would hear. It so so okay. So I've said that, and somebody's going to be like, fucking. Snob, they're the greatest movies that are ever made. Lies. They may be entertaining <laughs> to you, but they are not the greatest movies ever made. There's there's not nearly enough story for that mm-hmm. to be the greatest movie ever made. Right. Right. And well, I mean They vary and, in levels of entertainment. Yeah. They, and they're they're kind of are to a degree they're already written, right? In the comic books you have the storylines yeah. and you wanna kind of remain faithful to that, but then you wanna try to give your own spin on it. So Well you better the, remain faithful because the the the, the comic book people will mm-hmm. lose their shit. Yeah. If you change one thing, they're like, you know what? The jewels were actually red, purple, green, 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 blue. <laughs> they made it green, blue, purple, red, 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 green. Sons Changed they, they they destroyed the whole thing. The whole thing's done. That's it. I Not don't even my want superhero. To, I don't even <laughs> I don't even want to watch this whole series anymore. Yeah. So that that gets out of hand mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. Uh. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like okay. So now uh, all right. Let's. Sh- I'm going to segue into something that we didn't plan on. Okay. Which I don't have a whole lot of. I don't have a whole. I'm not invested. But people are now like. Every single time these things come out, Ugh. Star Wars. Okay. Oh my god, I'm Star, so excited! Star this is going to. I've heard of that. I think. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like a thing. Yeah. Oh my I'm god, too. I'm so excited! This looks amazing. The stupid thing I ever seen. I can't believe we did this again. Oh my god, this is going to be so great. Right. Why do they keep ruining everything? I don't even look forward to this anymore. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? They're going to make 45 more of them. You'll yeah. be fine. And when they make so the next one, I mean, yeah, relax. I was actually talking to Kieran about that. That like you know. You have, there it is, you know. You know. Um, you have all of these really expensive superhero movies, and I love them. I love them just as much as anyone. Star Wars. I'll go see Star Wars. I already mm-hmm. have my tickets for Endgame. You I'll, almost didn't. I almost didn't. And then <laughs> God punished me by letting me crash, but that's, that's a whole other thing. You mean Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. He had the uh, the car crash stone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, jeez, oh, there it is again. So I would I like those films and I and I think there's a place for them and I I don't think the that garbage. they should stop me. I don't think that they should stop making them, but I do think that they should start investing into a lot more creative, unique, and like independent voices. You know, like just you know original storytelling. Go back to original storytelling. You can't have original storytelling and anything that's already been done. It does well, maybe, so well. You know, you have us, maybe you have, Star Wars you because have, it it stopped after I don't know how many of those things they had. Right? It's not like a comic book where the story continues. Star, Star Wars, Wars will go on forever. They'll keep making those. They're gonna no, take no. A break but I'm saying there, like but. like Spider Man or whatever. The story's been told, and is that like are, okay? They're still telling Every, those stories. 
Right. But that's what I was going to ask. I feel like right now, um, <laughs> right now, Brandon <laughs> and Blake and uh, Colin and and and, and Mag and uh, and John. John are all going to their heads are going to explode if they listen to this episode, because I'm going to ask, are these stories still in produ- like is someone still actively writing the story yeah, or has a story so. ended? I think so. No, they just keep retelling the story or they'll put a, you know, they'll have Spider-Man. They'll tell right, Spider-Man. But is there for- like has Spider-Man stopped the comic books themselves? I don't know because Do it evolves, keep- right? It'll be like with a different writer. Peter Parker and then it'll be Miles Morales and then they may do a Spider-Girl or Spider-Woman or whatever. Um so Spider-Lady. Spider-Lady. Um, um so the, and, yeah, then, but that's and then, what and then I another mean. writer or another artist will come in and tell their version of the story. Okay, but that's when I mean, right? Star Wars isn't a That's comic my understanding. Book. And again, they could be yelling at me just as much. But. Star Wars, as I, I'm not, we all know this, I'm not a Star Wars fan. So don't, I don't know what the hell came first. Don't ask me. The egg. Uh, chickens. Um, I consider Star Wars to be the three Star Wars. I know the they original, did the ones, the in, yeah, yeah, they did the one in the 90s, yeah. and, and pe- people lost their minds, uh, because it, apparently it was terrible or not, mm-hmm. depending on who you are. But when I think of Star Wars, I think of the trilogy of Star Wars in the 70s, and that's, like, the story ended there, right? There's not, so everything from here on is more of an adaptation of what is going on within that, continue to go on within that world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's well, a, that's a lot the, different the original, because you can be more creative. You can have a director sort of bring their input and have an, uh, a screenwriter and a writer come in and, and really be creative with that. But you can't do that so much with comic books because the story has sort of been laid out right. and then and people lose their shit because if you if you segue or detour yeah. off of that that storyline, it's not the same anymore. So I feel mm-hmm. like there's you can do you can do the whole like pick independent directors and film makers for star wars but i don't feel like you can do that there's no independent thinking with comic books films well no that i mean that was the the whole deal with the last film uh, the last jedi right they had they brought in um what was his name i don't know yeah whatever ryan johnson they brought him in and i loved the film i thought it was really great but he's not like he's not like jj abrams did the first one and jj abrams is as good as he is he is very much uh, a a student i guess for lack of a better word of the spielberg era Mm -hmm. right and that's how he tells story you know you you give so everybody complained about jj's film that it was just a retreading of a new hope which was the first star wars film that's actually the fourth one but the first one in the 70s or whatever yeah so then you bring on ryan johnson who does this completely like he he approached it from a filmmaker perspective for in my this is my opinion but i feel like he approached it from a filmmaking perspective first yeah and then kind of told which is why i liked it i thought it was a, a really good film but other people did not so no, pe- but people didn't the like that either did because it was like whatever that. so i feel like no matter what you do you're never going to please everybody you're never going to please everybody and the people that don't like it are the always the most vocal obviously with anything that's always the case yeah. but i don't know i feel like but i'd understand if there was a legal limit right it's gonna be like a legal like, limit? like there was like it, it was like drugs or pills or smoking like cigarettes right you could only make 17 star wars films right. that's it after that it's illegal and if we're on number 14 and you're starting to get too uh creative and 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 you're taking the reins on that and you're and you're segueing from what people want i could see people losing their minds mm-hmm. there's not a limit they're good disney owns this yeah they're gonna they're gonna well, fly with it they're building an entire park yeah based on that based on start well not like the whole it's going into one of the parks but there's gonna be a whole section just that's how long they plan on riding this melt 
mm-hmm. that long that they have a whole land coming in and everything. So it's like if you don't like this one or the next one or the next one, there'll be another one. Yeah. And after that, you'll be dead. <laughs> right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't have to worry about how much they're going to ruin the movies yeah. because you'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get getting, I don't have that kind of, you know, growing up, I wasn't like huge into Star Wars or huge into comic books or huge into anything really other than skateboarding. You like skateboarding. Skateboarding. And metal. <laughs> metal. But it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like if somebody makes a movie that's not the true way that, I don't know, Luke Skywalker would act in that situation. It doesn't. Luke Skywalker's not real. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me that to, to see someone take on it being different than what I anticipated it to be. You, know? you can't own, like, we can't own the 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 characteristics of a make-believe character. Right. That's ridiculous. It's make-believe for a reason. It's yeah. it's so that everybody can interpret that character the way that they want to, the same way as there's, there'll be TV shows, there's there'll be people other movies, that, that, that love, like, okay, so, uh, yep. mm-hmm. you know, Luke, no, uh, Darth Vader. <laughs> Luke Vader, I don't know. Same shit, right? Dark That's his Skywalker. father. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's Papa. Like, like y- you see that character who's technically bad, mm-hmm. but everybody loves that character, right. which goes against that you're usually supposed to root for the good guy, but right. lots of people root for the bad guy. And when sure. they, he comes on the screen or they think they hear his voice or some crushed part of his glove shows up, I don't know, mask or whatever the hell it is he wears, yeah. everyone cheers. Yay! That evil asshole that murdered everybody, he's back. I mean, that's, you're cheering for the bad guy. Yeah. So it's. I mean, that's in any film, you know, they just made a Joker film and he's a bad guy technically. Yeah, but he's fun. Yeah. He's Darth a Vader's fun Vader's not bad fun? Guy. Is that what you're saying? What does he do? <laughs> I don't know. He breathes. He looks like, he's like a, I don't know. He's like a, like a giant cockroach with emphysema. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's just all rope. shield, shield and, and, and a voice box. Yeah. We're going to yeah. lose people because I said that. I'm sorry, but that, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I, I know. saw the trailer again. I don't remember half of it. I, I watch all these movies. I go because you want to see them. So uh-huh. I sort of know some of the story. Okay, Kylo, I remember. Yeah. Okay, yes, this. And then he pushed well, you liked him Rogue One, thing. right? You didn't, or you didn't hate it? I didn't hate it. Um, And this... The next one, see, I don't remember Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I don't that character, whoever the whole it is she plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I I think it's it's kind of cool to just see female led characters. Yeah. So yeah. like that part of it's cool, and that's what's like especially dudes are gonna certain dudes are gonna hate about that sure. that it's a good old stupid girls who cares girls are for mounting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like on a wall? Girls, I don't girls are there to make you a sandwich. Um, but I, I just don't take... How are they this... going to make a sandwich if they're mounted on a wall? Listen, we're creative. All right. You'll be surprised what we're capable of doing. We can shoot human beings straight out of our body. Yeah. That's uh, pretty, yeah. So And grow them in there. Yeah. It's so gross. So um, I, I just... I kind of... I'm looking at those trailers as from an outside perspective. Yeah. Is this something that I, would, I kind of want to watch? And I'm like... Eh. Okay. I was yeah. like, oh, look, she's she's actually dead in real life, but they brought her in here. So that's the first thing I thought was, did they actually film that scene with her already? Or did is, did they Princess CG? Leia, yeah, did they CG they took, her in? They took, no, they took, they, they made a promise. Because that was great if they did. <laughs> no, they made a promise not to CG her. So they just took uh, all the all the footage they had of her and they're going to recontextualize it. So maybe they'll take a shot. Like there's a shot of her hugging Daisy. That's what I was which wondering. Which probably happened already, but then they would just like rotoscope them and put them in a and different environment put or something like that. Put them in a different like environment. Okay. Well, you yeah. know. Yeah. Whatever. So. She died on my birthday, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm not... Uh... 
I'm not dreading it. I don't yeah. dread watching the Star Wars ones as much as I do the Avengers. I don't know what it is with the Avengers. I just, oh, I cannot get yeah. into those movies at all. Star Wars, I'm like, I'm more um, annoyed when I watch Star Wars because people bring all their damn kids to those. Yeah. That's great. Keep making that noise. <laughs> nice. So professional. Yeah. That's the only thing yeah. that gets me with the Star Wars is that I have to hear, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Yay! Someone cut that kid in half with a lightsaber. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but I don't know. What's it's it looked okay, I guess. Yeah. It looked okay. It's been I've heard a lot of complaints, a lot of people complaining mm. on, on the on the socials about it. They're gonna anyway, regardless, you know. I think it was fine. It wasn't as far as just being strictly just as from a trailer perspective, I didn't really feel like I had a lot of substance. Yeah, you know, it's I just guess. a hype trailer. Like, look, here they are. These are your people. We'll just show a bunch of They'll cool have shots. Another trailer, whatever, though, right? Obviously, it's not till they. I feel like, like they like use. I something. feel like they use these to see what people are going to hate about it, and yeah. then they change what they can. Yeah, and uh, they move on. Yeah. So moving on from these. Speaking of moving on. Speaking of moving on. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap up a bit. It's gonna be like a little bit of a shorter one. But oh, one thing I wanted to talk. What about. do you want to talk about? was the fact that we had our actors sign a contract. Mm-hmm. So we've never done that before. Um, some so, film fests are requesting it. Yeah, so, so that's why film, we started but, doing but that. I think, you know, it's more for us, it's more for, you know, the film fest thing. And, you know, you have to have the right to, pro- you know, to project their image or use their image for things or whatever. Um, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about contracts? Do you feel they're important? Would you sign one? Well, I read it first, obviously. And well, yeah. if, if I was good with what was in there, I don't I don't really care. Do you care. feel they're necessary? I I don't feel they're necessary personally, but I think it depends. If you're working on a really big production, I can see you don't have as much of an intimate relationship, so you don't know who you're working with. Right. With everybody that we're working with. I didn't I didn't get the feeling that, you know, Petra or, or Kat oh, no. or, or not, yeah, this is, Kieran or, you yeah, know, because yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about them at all. I'm just saying like, because. Yeah, because Brent idea, and Ryan, we've worked with so many yeah. times that I'm like, they're in, I, I'm not worried about that. We don't, we didn't really know Kat and Kieran and Petra. This, you know, this is our first time like really sitting down and talking with them, but there was nothing about that interaction that made me feel like, we should have them sign a contract in case they, they try to bow out. I mean, look, if you don't want to do the film, why would I force, force you, you into that? Yeah, like, exactly. No, you sign the contract. What but kind of performance are you going to give you know, me? Because, like I try to, I, I found a template online and changed it or whatever, but it's to protect them too. So they know like I'm getting paid. Right. If you, you know, try to and, and, you know, we also try payment. to put in there like, look, we're not big into 16 hour days. Right. And no, I'm not big into 12 hour days. Right. Even <laughs> so like, 10 we, is the limit. It was important for us to let them know our commitment to not wearing them down and not burning them out. You know, so on day this, four, they're not. This has been, been a thing also because there have been several um, crew members that have died falling asleep at the wheel. Oh, really? And um, I didn't hear about that. It's happened. Well, I mean, not just falling asleep at the wheel, but I know there was like someone that was, there was a crew member that was driving home from some production mm-hmm. that that had died because they fell asleep. It was like an 18 hour day that they were working. Mm-hmm. And then there have been a couple accidents that have led to deaths because people are so overworked they're not checking security and safety measures i I don't understand that that. they dump into these films you can't just buy another couple days have like listen so crazy having worked this is this was my whole point when i've talked about having worked on lower budgeted not not huge budget sets but way more than we have the one thing that i took away from it was that they were chaotic yeah 
for all the money that they had, nothing really seemed to be in order. There was the schedule was off, everything was off. Nobody knew where anything was. Where mm-hmm. what's going on here and there? So big. I can totally see yeah. how that organization would be lost. Yeah, and how these things happen. Yeah. But I can't. I cannot imagine. Look, I can imagine maybe, maybe if you're, you're. This is the last day of the set, and everyone signs up for it. Let's say we're like, oh, there's no way we're going to make this. You know, we're going to need like another three hours to get this scene done or something like that. And if everybody in the crew's like, fuck it, let's do it. Like, right. let's push, let's do it. We're right. in. Like, where, let's where do it's, it. It's, it's that's a, great. But it's, for, a, it's an exception, not the rule. Yeah, but for yeah. me to to walk up to a grip and say, I'm going to need another four hours out of you, even though yeah. it's twelve o'clock in the morning right now. One of the, one of the things that I worked on, they had said that I they kind of shuffled us in some room, mm-hmm. and I heard them saying, "Well, I hope it's not like last night. We were here till four o'clock in the morning." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Hell no! Yeah. There's no way I am I'm going to be, be here till four. Exactly. There's yeah. no. I mean, at that point, it was like six o'clock already at night. So I was like, and we were we were so behind. So I couldn't imagine I'm going to be here potentially for another ten hours. Almost yeah. like, are you crazy? Yeah. There's there's no way. But that, I, apparently, unfortunately, that is a That's really uh, common yeah. practice. And we're here to break that. Right? With our tiny set. Yeah. I just don't want to do that shit to people. Yeah. I don't want people don't being want tired and cranky either. and never wanting to work with us again and yeah. going, oh, send three. Yeah, I worked with them and they're horrible. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Like if you think about if we were to take, what are we doing? Ten, four, let's say we're doing four 10 hour days, right? Mm-hmm. And if we were to say, all right, let, we got to get this done in three days to save some money, we probably could figure out some way to squeeze it into three days. But then like how how good is that going to be? You know, if you spend the extra money for the extra day, like it's just going to be, everybody's going to be fresher and everyone's going to give their yeah. all. And you can actually, it's like, there was that guy who read that book, like the... There's <laughs> this that guy that read the, the, wrote the that guy, book. The guy that wrote the book, I don't remember, Tim Ferriss maybe or something. He wrote like about the 30-hour work week or the four-hour work week. And it's like, when you have a, a lip, like if, if I go to work and I know I have 12 hours, I got to fill 12 hours today of work. Whereas if I go to work and I'm like, I have six hours. So I'm going to be much more productive in those six hours to get the same amount of stuff done Mm -hmm. versus just kind of like knowing that I'm there all day and just kind of going through the moment. You know know what I mean? So that it was an interesting kind of concept. I just, I feel like you could, you could be much more productive that way. Agreed. Thanks. Um, so sorry, I'm just, I'm just adjusting my headphones right yeah, now. Yeah, sure. You'll have to That's probably it. edit all that out. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, so one more thing that, that we were just going to talk about r- pertaining both to our set and to, to filmmaking, not our set, but our production rather, is, uh, lenses. Lenses. So, uh, lenses. uh a lot of heartburn over this. Yeah. And so we rented lenses for this interview shoot we so did. that we can test them out because we were, we're considering purchasing, purchasing these lenses. Yeah. And uh, the lenses that you would like to have mm-hmm. are Ari lenses. Yeah. Can, we could sell the house and buy them. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the, the only... The only option for the Ari lenses is to rent them. Right. Obviously. Yeah, for most <laughs> we people, can't, yeah. We cannot purchase those lenses uh, unless they want to, you know, give us some great deal or hand them out to us. Ari? Are you, lis- are you, are, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> help, help. Help us. We're poor. <laughs> um, and so the lenses that you were looking at, uh, you were looking at some Zeiss photography lenses. Yes. 
And that's what we rented this weekend. It is indeed. We rented and so the 25 what, and the 50. What is what is your experience with that? Because well, as, uh, going going with uh, with moving picture, if you will, photography mm-hmm. lenses, someone would be like, wait, what? Hold on. How? Well, here's the thing. Through my research, and I could be wrong on this, but through my research and my experience, Zeiss lenses, the, the uh, I rented the Distagon lenses, and those are still lenses. If, you were, if we were to rent or buy the cinema versions, which are the CP2s or the CP3s mm-hmm. more recently, um, I shouldn't say more recently because they've been out forever, but the CP3s are essentially the same glass. But, you know, it's like Ari or Zeiss would have a whole pile of glass. And they say, let's take all the best glass and put it in my our CP3s and all the rest can go to the photography lenses. Now, that's not to say that you can't get photography lenses that look, you know, in my in my opinion, in my research, it's really hard to tell the difference between uh, a CP3 and uh, a, a photography lens. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I feel like if you know what you're doing and you light your scene well, you know, you compose you composite, composite your shot well, you color grade your shot well, I think that you can get just as good a looking of an image out of photography lens as you can a CP3, which will probably have a lot of people screaming at me. But I, you know, it, it's all storytelling, right? There's never going to be somebody other than some lens nut mm-hmm. who's going to watch your film and and be taking out of, be taken out of it because you used a you know a photography lens versus well, using yeah. a cinema lens. And, and that's if, something that we for discussed. me the challenge is like you know uh, right now I shoot with Rokinons, and so you know they just. <laughs> They're fine. They're a great starter lens, uh, but I can I can tell the difference between the Rokinon lens and the. As, so and you're the like a glass lens. nut. You're saying I am as, as a glass but nut. I you think can it, see I the think difference. the difference between Rokinon and Zeiss, and then the difference between Zeiss photography and Zeiss cinema lenses. There's Slip. a huge difference, right, from the Rokinon to the Zeiss, and then there's a small difference between the Zeiss. Yeah, and the, it, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, a yeah. slim difference between photography. And right. So within I, the Zeiss I, I'm, lens. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go for. I'll probably could just go forward with the photography lenses. And you know we well, rented them. We've used them before. We've used them in the shoots thing, before, right? We can we can rent the Zeiss lens, the the Ari lenses, which mm-hmm. which we know will look beautiful, mm-hmm. right? But at that budget, that leaves us with absolutely nothing after that shoot. So when we have skits and stuff like that that we want to do, mm-hmm. we don't have. Right, we we have no own. glass. We have to rent right. again or or purchase at some point anyway. So yep. the the big question for us was are are we happy enough with these lenses to actually purchase them and and take the the dive and 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 go in financially and buy these lenses um which is a lot for us like we, mm-hmm. <laughs> our savings is dwindling fast uh, hence the crowdfunding because we don't we're about to run out of all of our savings with the stuff that we have to get but it's just kind of like f- for a little bit more than it would cost us to rent amazing these amazing lenses um we can own a right. lens that could look potentially just as nice it's just you got to maybe work with a little bit yeah, well i mean yeah zeiss lens and uh, you know some master primes are never going to look the same You're, that's something you could tell too mm-hmm. but i don't but, think it's going to but it's, that's it's not like, something it's like the average put, person's going right, to be able to it's tell. like when you put two tvs together right and one's amazing and one's okay <clears> if you didn't see them side by side you'd still think that that one tv was good because mm-hmm. you don't have the other one to compare it to so yeah if we like filmed the first half of the movie on master prime and then the <laughs> other half on zeiss then people would be like that's I feel, something feels different but I feel like if the story's good, if the lighting's good, if the cinematography's good, the performances are good, um, then I think it's going to be I fine. I think that's always been our biggest issue is that we we are thinking about the quality of this film and the audience as if the audience were other filmmakers. Right. And they will be. There will be other filmmakers that watch that that watch this. But when this is 
playing at a film fest, 80% of the people that are watching this don't give a shit about your lenses Mm -hmm. and the difference between the lenses. For me, as a filmmaker, when I'm watching... um, You just don't want to hate what... You don't want to look at your own Yeah, I don't don't want to be taken out by the the lighting or anything like that. But for me, when I'm watching a film, I'm looking at performances, I'm looking at pacing, I'm looking at shot composition. And if all that stuff goes away because I'm so invested into the story, which is the most important thing, then that's that's kind of the goal. I'm not going to, you know... I'm going to critique a film because, you know, we like to break it down and we like to learn from other films. But, you know, there's uh, I'm not watching the film in critique mode necessarily. And if I am, then there's, you know, bigger problems. I think part of us is always in critique mode, quite honestly. When we yeah. watch stuff, there's always like, mm, what happened there with yeah. that lighting or the sound? Or well, right. But that. that's what I'm saying. If, if there's something that jumps out at you, but if it's, you know, not egregious enough for you to do that, then yeah, job well done. So we're probably going to go with the Zeiss, the Zeiss photography lenses. Yeah. Team Zeiss. Team Zeiss. Uh, I think it'll be a step up and hopefully, I mean, we use them on the gaffer. The interviews looked really lovely. I liked, you know, we, oh, when we practiced the lighting, it was beautiful and overcast. And then as soon as everybody got here, the sun came blazing in and yeah. it was like, are you kidding? But it really didn't make that much of a difference. You were able to sort of uh, tone that down a bit mm-hmm. and just adjust the lighting inside. And, and we we got pretty much the same look. Yeah. And no lawnmowers went off. Uh, I don't know. That was, we were lucky. The film gods were with us yesterday yeah. because... I was pretty sure that everybody on our block, they were going to have a block part, a lawnmower block party, and they were all going to meet right in front of our house with all their lawnmowers and their weed whackers. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's coming. And none of that happened. So that was nice. We'll we'll mow your lawn for you. It's fine. We insist. (laughs) What? So... So yeah, so everything went well and and we are super excited to work with everyone and you're going to be hearing about everybody. We're going to link everybody's page. Please go to their page and follow their work and and go Check to their out. performances when they're having them and cuz Kieran does like a lot of stage work mm-hmm. and um Kat has some stuff on IMDb and Netflix. I'm IMDb on Netflix, I mean. <laughs> Hate IMDb. Indeb- um speaking of, like I again, segue. I I don't understand how this is still being used as a thing where it's like, no, we're not paying you, but you'll get an IMDb credit as if that means something. I don't care. Do people really still go to IMDb? Like they're on IMDb. They must be official. Yeah. I think that a lot of people still feel that way. I don't get it. I don't care about IMDb. I mean, whatever. Um, Anyway. I have a page page on IMDb. Yeah, I have a page, but but like who cares? I don't know. know Overpayment? I don't know. (laughs) probably get paid. I don't know if I, yeah, no. I don't know if I put the gaffer on there. I don't know. I I haven't gone to my page in I don't know how many years. I'm not sure what's on there anymore. But uh, yeah, so we're going to have links to everybody and go check them out. And uh, shout out to Reality Bomb Comicast and Mega Brain Comics and Perry Arovis and to Kieran and Kat and Petra and Ian Ian slash uh, Brent Brent and (laughs) Ryan (laughs) and uh, Lawton uh, and uh, Thomas. Thomas. I don't know if he has an Instagram. Does he have an Instagram? I don't know. I've got to find him on Instagram. If there, is, if there is, there'll be a link to it. Yeah. <laughs> if there is, there'll be a link. That's, hey, yeah. you just put that right out there. Yeah. Um, if so, not, I'll just link his website. <laughs> just link stuff to it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what we have guest-wise, really. Coming up. Yeah. I'm working on a guest. Well, we have a, we, we, have a couple, we might but. have a guest on the 20th. The, the Avengers Day was at the twenty seventh yeah. day that movie drops, and then we, after we may that have, too. Uh, well, we have we have um, Reality Bomb Comic Cast and Mega Brain Comics. Mega Brain Comics. Jesus Christ, I'm so tired now. <laughs> uh, Steady Geekin' rather. Yes, yeah, Steady Geekin'. Uh, so we have um, we have those guys. Some of the guys coming on to the uh, show, and then we got a couple more coming up th- in in May. Yeah, that's in May. But um, but 
they're coming up in on May 4th. That it has nothing to do with May 4th. That just happened to be the day. Oh, May the 4th be um, with you. <laughs> they made me promise that the show would not be about that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we have some that, that did get rescheduled. And we will hopefully be talking to Emmett Cook this month at some point. He does amazing, mm. amazing um, music yeah. score, for film score, yeah. and television. And I'm not sure what else. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But we found... I, I became obsessed with his work on one of the... Like music, royalty-free music Yeah, sites. like the royalty-free royalty music sites when we were looking for music for A Vital Sign. Mm-hmm. And I kept... Every song that I liked was... His name kept popping up, so I was just like, screw this. I just went to his page and started listening to all his stuff, and his stuff is really, really good. So hopefully we'll be able to... He's in Ireland, I think, though, so mm. it's kind of hard to... Oi! Wrong. No? No. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So he was going to be on this month <laughs> until Paul ruined it. And so, yeah, so thank you so much for joining Stupid us. Americans. Americans. I don't think we have anybody next week, but. Not, uh, not as of yet, but uh, possibly. Possibly. We'll see. Possibly. I don't know. I think probably the only person that, that's on pins and needles about that is Perry. He's the only one who every week is like, I can't wait to listen to your show. And I'm like, why? Yeah. And he's like, because it's great. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. sweet. You're the only person that thinks that. No, so, we have plenty of listeners. Yeah, we do, but I don't think anybody. But he, like looks forward to it. Oh, well, they, the way they must. Does. They download them right away. You can email us and just tell and us you love us. Tell us what we want we to need, talk about. We need say to hear hello, that. Say whatever you want to say. We need to hear. Just be nice. That That's, that we're loved and wanted yeah. and appreciated. Go Gorilla Film at Gmail on Twitter and Facebook. And well, we don't use Facebook or Twitter, but Instagram. That's the best place to find us. Instagram and your Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye bye. Bye bye. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. So we came up with this one.